Three, two, one. Welcome to the Hive. We are back after a bit of a layoff. Don't look at me like that. Uh, I'm about to say, you want me to say something? <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Yeah, nothing to do with me. I know. I had a baby. My wife had a baby. We had a baby. And I've been a little busy. I so. a whole lot of excuses. I know. It's been five months. It's been too long since we've done this. You had to yell at me. I know. It's your five months. Is it a little, a little loud there? That blow your ears out drop? Yeah, you got a little aggressive. I know. It is what it is. So, Carl, <laughs> we are sitting here today because uh, what? Something just go down? I don't remember. What happened? Uh, you know, got a, got a dub at the MSG, baby. UFC 230, November 3rd, Madison Square Garden. You fought Jack Marshman, and uh, you put on a clinic, basically. Pretty much, uh you know how to go out there and do what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know that this dude's chin is granite. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I've seen that that guy took a lot of punches. I haven't seen too many people take punches like that. And I'm not gonna say he was unfazed, but dude never stopped fighting. Yeah, definitely. He was there the whole he was there the whole time. That's I respect him to the fullest. He just kept coming and coming yeah. and coming. It's like, He's damn, how many left hands are you going to eat, son? As many as he wanted. Like I said, I said in my interview before, uh, I'll give you what you asked for. You can take punches. All right, you're going to just keep taking punches then because I'm going to just keep hitting you. I'm going to just beat the shit out of you. <laughs> the only injury you have off the fight is your leg was swollen from hitting him so much and you had an aggravation of a knee thing, but... It didn't happen in the fight. I mean, you really just you blew your leg out kicking him so much. I, I mean, I we can go back and count it, but you definitely hit him with over a dozen left leg round kicks, and man, you you are just catching him with your cross over and over and over. Cross, left hook, anything, everything. Two two takedowns and never let him back up. Also, which was nice to see, which just showed everybody we've been working on different things, which was good too. Yeah, evolution, baby. That's- that's what we strive for. So the thing that's killing me still is when they announce who you are, you're a kickboxer. Yeah. I'm you're just, always just going to be known as a kickboxer, I, I guess. because every time I hit somebody, what folks say, it sounds like a meat hammer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's like you're you're a, you're a kickboxer, I guess, because you've kickboxed, but yeah. you're an MMA fighter. I'm, I'm an evolved kickboxer. Yeah. I'm the worst, I'm the worst version you want to be in front of because I can stand a bang if I grab you. You really gonna be in big trouble because I can knee you, elbow you, and take you down now. I think no, you did hit him with elbows on the ground. I don't think you hit anyone with elbow on your feet. Yeah, I hit him with one elbow on my feet or against the cage, knee knee. Elbow. Oh, that one when you rushed him. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's when you rushed him. I think that's the only hit he actually got through. Yeah, it was like elbow, stiff arm. He hit me with a cross. I backed up and I hit him with a kick. That was an interesting card. That was a lot of really good fights. A lot of people were shitting on the card going into it. Um, but the main event was what it was. I expected DC to do exactly. some version of what he did there. I mean, if it wasn't a single leg, it was going to be a double leg. But it was just going to be take down, drown him. Done deal. Why not? I mean, fighting a big dude like that. Let's just not take him down. Let's just yeah. Uh, and Sonya. He's a he's a target. Yeah, definitely. He, he's gonna be a target. He's a target for everybody in the UFC. He did he did his thing with Brunson. Yeah, he definitely did. Much respect to that dude. He uh he's he's a fellow kickboxer, so I respect where you're coming from. So he's sitting here putting a clinic on well, we're both putting clinics on these UFC fighters because they don't understand the levels there is to striking. Yeah, he he's 
I mean, his takedown defense is okay. I think Adesanya hasn't fought anybody to really expose him yet. I think he's had the right matchups at this point. So, I mean, seriously, if... He's been doing the right thing. Like, his takedown defense is way better than his first fight. I'd be curious to see how he would fight go against uh, Cesar. Cesar? I I think that dude took him down and choke him out, too. No, I don't think so. He's too long. I don't know, man. He's too long. I don't think Israel's fought anybody that strong yet. Like, physically that strong. Caesar's a whole other level of strength. Yeah, but again, he wouldn't wouldn't be able to take me down after we fought again. No, but that was because live, you learn. It's the way it goes. That was the thing going into this fight. It's the second most nervous I've ever been going into a fight because coming off of a loss, UFC is the Super Bowl every fight. There's no... There's no just easy day in the office. It's always like the circus comes to town and you're like in the biggest show in the world. So losing at that level can change a human. And until you actually hear the door lock and they call your name, and they ring that bell. Do you really know how you're going to respond? You know, the, you can carry that defeat with you or you can let it go and you can continue your career. So this was your first professional loss as an MMA fighter. You had losses in glory. So you, 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 learned how to process that and come back. But again, at UFC level, this was the first time. And so I was I was a little stressed out about that just to see. Like that first contact, and it's like, oh, okay, we're good. But until then, it's like, oh, shit. What what version is going to come out today? No, I was I, my, mentally I was probably the most prepared I've been for a fight. I did everything. That, that which, is the, but yeah. which is the weirdest thing, though, too, is when so you feel funny. that you're most prepared, sometimes that freaks you out, too. No, nah, I, I felt good. I felt, like, mentally, I was angry, bro. I yeah, was, I know. How many months like, were we sitting? Eight? I was angry, and I was training hard for a while. So I was I was ready to get after it. Anyway, anyway I was going to hurt him. Yeah. I was going out there to hurt him, and there's nothing he could do. When I went into the city that one night, to work out I guess it was Wednesday it was Halloween and I said did you see the guy and you're like yeah I saw him he's not that big and then you stopped and you looked right at me and I've ne- you've never like it was it was dead honest you're like I'm gonna fuck this dude up I said <laughs> oh okay <laughs> okay alright we're we're, we're feel, in a good man. place tell you, it's, it's mental, but, but it wasn't a joke it wasn't it like was you were psyching yourself up like I'm gonna it. fuck this guy up like every every fighter at some point says oh I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna do that but no. you honestly looked me in the eye and said I'm going to fuck this guy up. You had all That's intent legit. and purpose of fucking this guy up. That's legit how I felt. After I shook his hand the first time and looked in his eyes, I'm like, oh, he about to get it. <laughs> I even told Regman when, I said, when we first him, I went past him, like, yo, you seen him? I was like, yeah. I said, yo, I'm about to fuck him up. Regman was like, bro, I know. <laughs> he was like, bro, I just got that vibe when I walked past him. I'm like, I'm about to really fuck him up. Yeah, I, I felt like, bad. The, that's the biggest I came in. I came in at 213. And, but that's the lightest you ever cut from. Yeah. It just worked. Body, body's get, and that's the most I've ever ate during fight week. I had pretty much... You were eating every, every day. Yeah, eating meals every day. Even the last day for the last cut, I had a meal. And that's the thing that speaks to the consistency of it, is that you know that we always get the... the you get a lot of people talk about, you know, I wish it was me kind of shit. And the one thing people don't realize is that the only way you get to this point is the consistency of the work. There's no gift here. This is not athletic, natural ability. This is not, you know, anything just given. This was truly earned. Listen, everybody has natural ability. Like, that's a fucking given now. Like, all these 
the animals, it's the mental state that gets you to the top level. Mentally, being able to do shit when you're not around people. It's the work. Yeah, taking that next level. If you're not putting the work, you're not going to get nowhere. Nope. And that's what pissing me off. People are, oh, I deserve this, I do this, I knock people out. I don't give a fuck if you knock anybody out. Oh, you don't put the work in, you're knocking out bums. When you get when you get fed to a wolf, you'll get exposed. Yep. And then su- surprised. Oh, damn, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't... It, Unless they're around it, I don't think people truly understand the amount of work that you put in. I mean, you're never not working. Truthfully, yeah. I I yelled at you this whole camp that I thought you were doing too much. Yeah. I got nervous. And this fight week, my God, we worked out twice a day every day. Yeah, but I, I like that because it keeps my it keeps me on schedule for my whole fight camp. Because yep. it's hard to go from transitioning to working out three to four times a day every day. To cut the back to once a day. Yeah. And then think that you're mentally going to be okay with damn all this water weight on me. I don't feel like I'm losing it. Nah, fuck that. I'm going to wake up in the morning like I usually do. Go for my little couple mile runs. Not high intensity, but get that sweat off. And that, like, it mentally like, makes it more stable for you. Yeah, you just stayed on rhythm. You never lost yeah. that rhythm. So yeah. the fight night was just another day. Yeah. It wasn't anything that special. Exactly. You don't change anything. Like That's the best, that's the best thing I've learned out of this fight camp don't change anything don't do any drastic changes that your body and your mind's not ready for because that that'll fuck you up yeah it, it was as much as it was another day it really wasn't because it, really it was madison square garden it was fighting close to home it was it was and coming it off was a loss there. it was a lot it was a lot, it, it was a lot, a lot. Was a lot of and main pay-per-view yeah there's a lot of pressure people ask me all the time but uh, most questions i was getting asked is you're still new to this game. I'm still young. I only got, what, eight fights now? Yeah, eight fights. So I'm fighting people who got over 30 fights. Yeah. And they're like, yo, what's in, like, are you nervous? Like, it's MSG, you home, you all the family come. I'm like, it's a pressure, but it's a good pressure. It's a pressure that the top athletes thrive off of. I love this shit. This is why I do it. So when I get that type of pressure, it's going to bring the best out of me. And that's really bad for my opponent because I'm going to show you the best parts of it. There's a lot of people that want to be where you are. And the thing is, again, you got there in a very short amount of time. Jack Marshman literally has, he's the same age as you, has yeah, 30 fights. Exactly. You have eight. Exactly. But, okay, so out of eight fights, seven of them ended in the first round. Yeah. One of them you got finished in the first, but all the others, well, the other, yeah. your, your, uh, debut. Your, your debut, you, had a, you went to distance. Yeah. And that was just because that was the most horrendous weight cut ever in the history of weight cuts that were actually successfully completed. <laughs> you always ended up in the hospital, but we got there. But then you end all these other fights in the first round. I mean, you have you have arm bars, you have chokes, you have knockouts, you have everything. And when I, you get these people that are talking about where they want to be and you look at they can't pull the trigger, they're not pushing, they're not taking the risk, they're not saying yes to all the fights coming at them. They're not working with a management team that's strategically putting them in positions to get the the call. It, it's it's an entire package it's, it's an to entire it. Package, but, but you have to be I a killer the, in that. Yeah, the quickest thing that got me to see because everybody I fought was coming off a win streak and were finishing people. Everybody I fought, I, I didn't fight any bumps. No, I, I fought all monsters in the division outside the UFC. And you finished all. And of them. I finished all of them. And that that. that that was a great look for me. That's, that's okay. He don't, he don't he don't fucking care. That's pretty much what everybody said. Yeah. He don't care. He'll fight anybody anytime, anywhere. And they look at that as a as a plus side. I don't think people know. understand the 
the embracing of fuck it, what that really means. Yeah, they don't understand like my mentality when it comes to life. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it comes with its good and its bad, but so far it's been thrown a whole okay. lot of good at me. But the reason we can say it is because of the preparation. If you're not doing the work, you can't have the audacity to say fuck it. You only yeah. go like we. We get offered fights and we don't say no because we're always ready. There's a huge difference. There are some people that are reckless and just say, okay, you I'll take say, it. You can't say fuck it if you're not really Yeah. You end up fucked up. And then, then you just look stupid yeah. and then you made a mistake. Yeah. But if you want to climb the ladder quickly and you want to get in the position faster and you don't want to have to take the 30 to 40 fight route to make it to the big show, you got you to gotta be putting in elite level work and you have to you have to be going you have to be hunting you have to be you going to, for have, it like this is why people start to call me the wolf because I'm hunting for the big fights I'm hunting for the, the good opportunities that's what you got to be you got to be a wolf you got to hunt you got to hunt for that big prey don't be going for little rabbits and anything like, oh this is a win this is going to look good on my record fuck your record your record will look much better if you knock out somebody who's been knocking people out for the last six fights and you just take him off his train you know, I call it jump of the line. You know, I've talked about it so many times, and we'll keep talking about it because, again, you're doing so many things in, in a short amount of time in this career. And it's just the message to everybody that has any aspirations to do this for a living. You you have to be a hunter. You can't be the prey. And just because you've won some fights, you got to look at who you're winning them against, what show you're fighting exactly. on. Because they look Are, at that. They don't just look at your record. They look at who you fought. Yep. They're not stupid. They know padded records. They'll look at the person you fought, and if they see, okay, he fought someone who's three and six, like, fuck, that's not, and he knocked him out, wow, okay. He, or he, a decision him. Yeah, that's even worse. Like, wait a minute. Why are you decisioning this bump? And then that's what looks worse on you. Now you're taking steps back. The only thing they care about nowadays because the entertainment factors, they want finishers. They want people that are going to put people away. Finishers are like bloody fighters. Somebody who good sitting there, bang. Like, they won't even Yeah, but if them. you bang and you have a shitty record, I mean, it's fun, but. I, I wouldn't say bang. I'm talking about a technical bang. Yeah. As in they're bang, but they, they're just, it's truthfully, they're just banging on you. It's just look because they let you swing back. You're not really hitting them. Yeah. They're just, they're just standing in their pocket and really tearing your ass up. So. Did you watch the UFC the other night, Saturday? Uh, yeah. Did you see that? Zombie get finished with the weirdest yeah, elbow. That was like, what the fuck no elbow? Damn, I, 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 I'm like, how did this just happen? That was just some enter the matrix shit that was right some there. Disrespectful <laughs> shit. I'm like, yo, bro, I don't know, I don't know if he would have won that fight anyway if he wouldn't got knocked out. Because I thought Zombie was doing his thing. It was back and forth. Yeah, but I thought Zombie had the edge on it. I thought, yeah, you're, I mean, it, it was an interesting fight. It was. It was definitely an interesting fight. That would have been a good fight for Frankie. I really yeah, wish Frankie, Frankie could have made that. Murdered him. Yeah. I can tell the way he was fighting. Oh, he got slammed all on his head. Yep. The Cowboy versus Mike Perry fight, with all the backstory on that, I was happy to see it end the way it did. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm not a real fan of Mike Perry. I like Mike Perry. Mike Perry one of the realest dudes out there. He's yeah. fucking crazy, and he fights. He reminds me of somebody that should be hanging out at Tiki Bar on Saturdays. In a way, yeah, but most of them guys ain't violent. They just talk. Mike Perry violent. Yeah, he, He's out of his mind. He is, and... He embraces him. That's the thing I like about it. He's not trying to be faking nothing. That's really how he is. And I know people who hang out with him. He's like, bro, that's just how he is. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, damn. It's not a persona or nothing. That's just him. That's not a guy I want to see someone like Cowboy lose to at that point in his career. With yeah. all those fights and everything he's done, to lose to a guy like that would have been bad. And I'm glad that he... It showed his experience. Like, yep. There's levels to it. Man. 
People keep forgetting that Cowboy got some nasty jits. His jujitsu is so slick. Yeah, it's nasty. People, that, that's the same thing with me. They're like, oh, well, he's just a kickboxer until you grab him. And like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Well, the thing with jujitsu guys going against, when you're a kickboxer going to jujitsu, the one thing is we always have legs. Yeah, that's we what have we got. way stronger legs, legs than hips. everybody that's else. Yeah, legs and hips. And and he's got Cowboy's got long ass legs, yeah. and he he's tricky. He weird body, mad legs, little body. He's little been in the body. game. For a long time. Yeah. I mean, I've, I I've knew him when he was a lot younger, and it's hard to realize. He's like 36 now. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, it's been that long. But it's cool to see him do that work. What was the other fight on there that... Um, Cowboy, Perry... Any other fight that really mattered? I'm, I'm trying to think anything. Um, the two girls fought. The one that didn't oh. fight... Uh, the one from Contender Series that fought that little quiet girl, that, that was set. Oh, man, did she fuck that girl up. She split her head open with elbows and went nuts. Wait, the one they call the future or whatever oh, the from young, Montoya's the, gym. The, the young girl who, yeah. who murdered uh, Jamie? Yeah. Oh, she fucked up some girl that was a last-minute replacement. She went out and did her thing. That She's also fucking huge for her weight class. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck she's making weight. She's fucking huge. Same way I make weight. Death. Nah, but you're not You're not overly huge anymore. I mean, you're right in the zone now. You're in the good zone. I mean, this girl came out literally twice the size of her opponent. It was like, holy shit, that was crazy. Damn. Yeah, she's a big girl. Mark Montoya is doing his thing, man. That yeah. X Factory, whatever they're they're doing their thing. They've got guys everywhere. He had a bunch of guys on the card. They got, that was the fight I was thinking of. Was um, oh, it was the black guy with dreadlocks that opened up the oh, yeah, the, the show, uh, the knocked the, that dude out with the, the cross. The, oh, that was nice. That was a nice cross, yeah. And then that kid from Tiger Shulman fought that super huge guy that that Pena guy. It was like six two. That was a decent fight too. I didn't see that one. Yeah, that was all right. But yeah, but that was a decent card. I mean, crazy to think too. It's twenty five years. UFC's been around. Hey, we gotta say thank you for the fucking careers we have because of those crazy bastards that stepped in that octagon the first time. Yeah, because that wasn't that was that was gladiator. I really that. thought somebody was gonna die. So I probably did die. They just didn't tell. Oh, man, I I I remember watching those guys fight, and it was crazy. There was one kickboxer who like stomped on some guy's head like repeatedly. They couldn't. It was two kickboxers. They couldn't fin- figure out how to finish because there's no time limit. You had to finish somebody. So they're kickboxing each other, bare knuckle basically, and they literally can't figure out how to finish. Like guy gets knocked down. Dude's like, I don't know what to do. So I guess I'm gonna step on him. <laughs> you know, he just steps on him until they stop it. But this I is mean, a street fight. Oh my yeah. God. The sumo guy got his teeth knocked out into the by uh, Nico Gardo. Versus still that elbow from the crucifix position. Yes, that was Big Daddy. Death. Yeah. I'm about to say Jesus. And then you had that ninja who fought Pat Smith, and Pat Smith hit this dude with like 30 elbows in the face. That's UFC two or three. That was one of the scarier finishes I've seen. Oh, you throwing elbows, elbows. And oh, then Ken Shamrock when he was uh, fully. Fully uh, roided up in a monster. Fully embraced. What the fuck was that? Uh, Clearly. uh, Somebody's having issues next door. (laughs) Yeah. It was was good. I'm telling you, these end of the year cards are nasty, but they're making some good matchups. And on that note, I'm hoping we can get on one of these cards before the year's up. We, We put the word out that you're healthy and ready to go. 
I mean, outside of a sore ankle from kicking a guy too much, there's really nothing else going it's on. It's not even really sore. It's just fat. Got mad fluid in it from kicking it. It's crazy how well, kicking went down goes a that way. Because I worked up. Man, the other day it was huge. The other day was fucking disgusting. You had like elephant leg. Exactly. <laughs> you had yeah, cankles. It was crazy. That day, I'm like, why are my shoes so tight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, some feel like you know, you start, when your foot, you start going to sleep because it gets squeezed too hard. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting yeah. the itchy, like the tingly feeling. I'm like, something wrong. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Like, why does my ankle look like that? That was nasty. Man, Big Corey started camp, I guess, yesterday officially. He's got he's fighting Lofty Latifi. Latifi. I always say that wrong. I don't know why. I started it once and can't stop. Latifi. He's he's dangerous, but I think Corey really. Yeah, definitely. Corey. I Cor- think Corey has more more skills than Latifi. Latifi's explosive and just hits hard. He can wrestle, but he doesn't really wrestle that much. Yeah, I. I hate fights like that because there's always that danger when they're that, that explosive. Caught, yeah, but as long as he, Corey just got to fight a smart fight and um, stay attentive the whole time. Yeah, if he if he tries to grind him and keeps giving him an opportunity, that's the one thing I don't want to see. I hope I hope he puts a hurting on him. He's got to yeah, fight. Anything he do, hurt him. Elbows, knees. Yeah, just got to put a, put a hurting teeps, on him. Teeps, keep his ass back. Every time you try to rush him, throw a teep. Bow. Run into that foot. Yeah, his jab's gonna gonna be a hard thing for him to defeat too, because yeah. Corey's just so. And long. I know Latifi came out lefty is for the last three fights. Yeah, he switches it up. It's crazy. Yeah, so Corey asked me, um, "Come, I'm coming tonight and throw with him a little bit." Yeah, so use your lefty skills. That's one of the good things. You can go both sides also. Yeah. No, it was cool with fight week for your fight too. Being in the city the whole time, got to go to Henzo's and use his school. Yeah. That's a Always fun a place. Yeah, a Got to get sparring with Steven and D in there, which was nice. It was funny, though. They don't like to go as hard as we do. They kept asking everybody, chill, 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 chill. And then they're telling Steven, don't spin. And he's like, fuck you, I'm spinning. <laughs> he went with with Wallow, and the two of them started spinning on each other. Wallow can't spin. I think he tried to do a spin back kick at one point, and Steven like, laughed at him. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I can see Regman doing this. <laughs> then there's this one crazy dude... It's like 125, 130-pound guy who seriously, like, he just wanted to kill Deanna. It was crazy. He just was, every time they'd go to spar, be like, you. He did, like, three rounds in a row, and all he did was die for leg locks. And I'm looking at him like, what did she say? Because he's just not happy. Man, what are you doing? Why are you trying to hurt somebody? And he's trying to rip her leg off, so she starts punching him in the face, and then... They're like, oh, oh, take it easy. And I'm like, yo, this dude's like calling her out and trying to rip her leg off. I think it's okay for her to punch him in the face repeatedly. He deserves this. He's deserving this for sure. Die for a leg lock. Jesus. What's happening anyway? So you got to learn the hard way. It's crazy with that school, too. I mean, it's three levels, all that mat space, and all those bodies. Jesus. It's a good, it's a good diversity, especially even for females. There's so many females in there. The high levels females, I forgot her name. Yeah, like a world champion kickboxer in there. Oh, it's New York, man. Where else are you going to go in New York where you're going to get that kind of space and that that multi-level that kind of ability? High-level work. Yeah. Like every culture there is like, it's a high level. It's, it's a good environment. Yeah, it's a definitely good environment. The city city's weird. You know, the training's very, all over the place. tutorial out there. Territorial. A little tired there? Nah, a little stuffy. <laughs> I got sick as shit after the fight. I think because we were going so hard that week, my body kept fighting it off. But the second I sat down, it was like a ton of bricks. Boom, right on me. Oh, my God.
shit. Yeah, le- last week was rough. Both my kids were sick. My wife was sick. I was sick. Oh, sick, nasty-ass household. And then we had two days of teacher what convention, so my wife's working. So I went from being in the city for a week to five days straight of daddy duty. Whew. It was good. I, I enjoy spending time with my kids, but I'm not going to lie. It warmed my ass out. Today my wife's off taking care of the kids, so I get to come in and we get to do this. Get to get a training and whatever. We got more fights coming up now. Uh, it's been, if you think about it, it's crazy. We actually, since we hopped on here, we had two rounds of everybody but you fighting where Phil defended his belt, yeah. Matt defended his belt, yeah. Steven got work in, yeah. Deanna got work in. She's new with us, so she just had, I mean, she was us for a couple weeks and then you went to Vegas with her. And then uh, who else got, but it was like literally. They just, we got, we went two rounds of it. Steve fought at Shogun Fights and smacked that guy. Then he went to LFA and got the high, got a highlight knockout. And then Phil. He's had three fights, right? Two. He only had two? Two. It was LFA and Shogun. Yeah. And then Phil Caracappa defended his belt. Now, that was a starching he put on Louis Godnot. Yeah. He better have Louis. Too small, too old. Way too small, too old. And the amount of shit he talked, he deserved every punch he ate. My God. To be that old and that out of it, having competed in a while, to talk that much shit, I actually think he was just trying to pump himself up. Probably, because he needed it. When he was taking punches, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, he's another one. He he survived the storm on that, which was kind of shocking. I mean, he Phil, in the first round in particular, really put it on him. That's the vet stuff. And then that bullshit, though, where he was faking it when Phil smacked him, and then he was faking... I don't. We were like, is it low blow, eye poke? What's he faking here? Took his mouthpiece, threw it at Phil. The funny part about that is, if Phil threw his mouthpiece, he would have been suspended. At the end of that, they are like, oh, Louie's emotional. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Everybody's got to get judged by the same standard. I don't know why they get the preferential, but whatever. Everybody's being tested, though, and... Uh, it's been good. I mean, your fight, you went to distance in your last fight. And the thing that was cool about that was you got to show everything. You got your jiu-jitsu, your wrestling, your striking. You showed that you're working on every aspect of your game. Matt, even Karakapa in his last fight, went to distance. He was freaking out. It's the first time he went out of the first round. And he was all depressed. And I'm like, you went three rounds. You're good. You went with like a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. And you showed your jiu-jitsu skills. You showed your wrestling skills. You struck with him. You did everything you could. You know, Phil went with a UFC veteran and put it on him and did everything he could. Escaped a nasty-ass guillotine attempt, too, and just put it on that dude. <laughs> you know, it's... it's uh, Everybody's being tested, and everybody's coming out looking good, so... That's what And Steven... I don't know if Steven was being tested as much as... He's, he's probably the least tested. Yeah, before. because he runs really well. Yeah. <laughs> he's just skills are top-notch. Man, he can, he can bang, but he he's just got to pull that damn trigger earlier. Comes with training, brother. He was trying to put that Mike Perry clip out there, like where Mike Perry's talking about his coaches yelling at him to do yeah. shit, and I'm like, no, 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 don't go compare yourself to Mike Perry, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you, you don't fight nothing. You literally put your Nikes on and started doing laps in the cage in your in Shogun fights. I mean, 
you turned your back, looked the other way, and ran ten steps. <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> Cut it out, mother. That's different. That's different. We're like, uh, hey, man. Lucky he hit hard, because yeah. he wouldn't be getting finishes. It's now, right here in the series. It scares me when he gives up as much of those rounds that he does, and he's relying on that finish. Yeah. So yeah, We'll see how it comes when he fights on and take a punch. That's true. See the interesting. A lot of people were 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 hitting me up after your last fight, uh, asking about what is yo yo, because <laughs> I was yo 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 yo. If that was not pay per view, bro, we would have been fine. Like a yo, all hands you fucking move. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like boy, I would have got a purse fucking out with you. I'd I'd owe some money or something. It's a fucking move. Oh man! I'm like damn, bro. Yo, you're getting me nervous. But the one thing with yo-yo, people don't understand what that is. What when I'm, when I say yo-yo, it's a it's a secret. So stop asking. No, it's not a secret. It's, it's common obvious. sense. It's, it's obvious. It's a common sense. Secret. Pull them out. Push them. It's yeah, a back, yeah, and, back forth. and forth. People, people ex- like people that like to counter. Yeah. The trick to putting yourself in a position to counter is to press the guy so you make them attack you so you can counter. And that's the one thing, like a guy like Steven, if he could figure that out, he'd be finishing fights a lot quicker. Yeah. A lot of people sit back and they wait and wait and wait and wait. And they're waiting for that perfect opportunity. And it just doesn't come. You've got to force it. you got to make that opportunity. And that's why you just got to keep, you know, that's why the in and out, pull them out, give yourself the chance to counter. yo-yo. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, yo, why you just snap on me like that? Because you Is were throwing. You know what it was? It was the one shots. It was the one at a times that even it was Bruce Buffer sitting next to me and he goes, I don't know why he's not following up with a hook. He could end this. I'm like, seriously, seriously, you're, you're going to, fu- you want to hop in the corner with us? Like, <laughs> you want to go in and talk to him on the stool? Yeah. Everybody was like, oh man, if he would just throw another punch, just throw another punch. But again, we were talking about it after you were hitting him so hard. What we going into the fight though, we did the one thing we were concerned, not concerned, but we were always looking for. The smart thing to do would be to use the counter hook yeah. on your way in. Because lefty-righty, that matchup, try and counter your cross with the hook. But the issue was, you were hitting him so hard, you were blowing him back. And his arms would go up, and you're thinking he's throwing the hook. But his arm he wasn't throwing the hook. His arms literally were just flying all over the <laughs> fucking place because you punched a mud hole in his head. <laughs> so you thought, one of my boys was like, oh, you trying to throw punches, punches. I'm like, yeah, bro. I was trying to knock his face off. Yeah, well, I respect it. I respect his chin, bro. But he'll never be able to beat me. That's one guy. Yeah, uh, his his style does not. I mean, no disrespect. No disrespect but at all. I'm just stating facts. He's just a very average, one dimensional guy. He's just an average he's, he's guy. He's like old version UFC. Yeah, it's, it's, it's done for that. You got you got to make way for the new wolves. Yeah, that's man. Why, that's why the top ten getting blown out by so many new guys because they. They're not used to the speed adjustments that we can make and the diversity we come with. I, I felt bad for Branch because yeah. he's just such a good dude. I actually, the more I'm around him, the more I'm starting to like him. Like, I never really knew him, and I heard a lot of people just talk about his background, whatever, and I, I had no expectations with him. But the more he speaks, he's funny as shit, but there's a, there's a depth to how he looks at things. Yeah. And he truly embraces the fucking... He, he had that one post he put on Instagram when they changed his opponent last minute. And basically was saying that, you know, he's done 
a lot of shit in life and this is kind of karma and he's just going to take it as it is and that's just the way it goes and I had a lot of respect for what he had to say there he didn't complain he just sucked it up cut the weight got in the octagon and did his job to the best of his ability and got caught he got caught by a dude who came down from heavyweight who is that dude's big what's his what's his name again Carnero car something or other or whatever but that guy was big I couldn't believe how big he was he's big but he slows shit out with his ass boy he hit hard but you gotta you gotta be able to hit me first that's pretty I'm not gonna sit there and ball up I think I think that's a branch branch was training for Jacare yeah his game plan for Jacare would have worked yes not for him because that dude was too big to even try to pocket stand like that and when you get later in your years, it gets harder and harder to do that. Yeah. You lose a little bit of the physicality. That Like, that guy's young, and he's big, and he's fucking strong. Yeah. And Branch needed to stay more on the outside, outside and chip him up. Use his speed. Yeah. Break, chop that wood down. Yeah, and it just, you know, Jacare Weidman, that was fucking crazy. Yo, J- Weidman, Weidman looked good. I said, I could, like, you know, it takes a lot for me to give props. Weidman, he was doing his, his thing, his man. boxing was looking sharp, clean. Just Jacare was hungrier. Jacare was just Jacare wanted like yo, listen. I'm throwing these meat handles at you, and when I, I I might not catch you a lot, but when I do catch you, you are gonna feel it. He just did not care. He Man, just. Wyman's, Wyman's, I feel like Wyman's chin is gone. Like Wyman's whole head is gone. Like he, every time, even when uh, he fought uh, Gaslam, yeah, Gaslam, yeah, Gas, Gaslam almost put him out. Like he, I don't know. People say Usada. I don't know who do, who knocked. Has he been? No, last. Oh person. wait, wait. Who did? Who, didn't he catch that? Uh, he got the hell knee from. Yeah, he got the hell knee from. Um, and Rockhold. Rockhold murdered him. And then he caught the hell knee from was it Romero? Yeah, Romero. And then he almost got knocked out by Gaslam. And he also took a lot of shots when he fought the Dutch kid, um, the one with the the hand touch. That was the night that you fought in Baltimore. We watched it in the bar. Uh, Musasi. Oh yeah, Musasi chipped him up too. Yeah, until his wrestling. Yeah, I I was surprised that he didn't try and wrestle Jacare more because his jujitsu is legit. Yeah, but Jacare there's levels to this jujitsu shit. Uh, he has, Understood. He has good jujitsu, but Jacare's jujitsu at a whole another level. Yeah, but Jacare is not as physical as him either. I I I, I don't know. It no, was, Jac- it was no, Jacare is way more physical than Wyman. Jacare, even when he fights, he, he was fights, a fucking animal. This fight, he fight, but that's how he fights. Like, he, like, like even when he, he fought hasn't Gassel, fought this way in a even, while. Even though. Gaslam, when he fought, he was he was meeting Gaslam in the middle, like button heads with him. That's how he fights. He just came in so hungry to win. You just saw no quitting yeah. him. Taking all types of jabs, punches, hooks. The thing about why why wasn't sitting on any of his punches, he was just flirting. Uh-uh. That's why what's because we're able to walk through him. I feel like there's a. It's almost it's a it's a level of like being nervous in the way he does his stand up. You don't see a confidence in yeah. his punches. He's just he's trying to score points and he's trying to put hands on you, yeah. but it's, it's not, not a it's not like a sit and hurt. Yeah, it's just like a flutter, 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 sort of little grab you, but can't do that with Jack Ray. So it's flutter, 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 Jack Ray meat hook, yeah. catch you in the middle. He just don't give a fuck. He just want to he want to split his head wide open. Yeah. That's a lot of people that come from jujitsu and wrestling that come to striking. They almost, I'm not gonna say they disrespect it, but they have a different mentality for it, and they they use it as something to score points, and they try and bang you around. But the bad intention is different. They want to smash you on a takedown and rip yeah. your arm off. Where coming more from a striking background to start, 
you really want to hurt somebody and if you have to finish them on the ground that's like that's the icing on the cake but we really want to put a hole in you and it it it, uh that's why the the intention on the feet is different like you have nothing but bad intentions yeah i just i really i go out there trying to Fucking hurt you. Ed and Sonya, same thing. He has nothing but bad intentions. Yeah. There are certain guys you could see that they really, they want to hurt you on the feet. They don't want to just hit you. They don't want to score points. They don't want to do something, you know, funky. They want to put a hole in you. And he really wants to hurt somebody when he kicks. That's yeah. one thing. He kind of he kind of grinds with his hands, but when he lets his legs go, he, he wants to hurt. You talking about Sonya? Yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't, he, he throws his kicks, but he throws them as counters. He doesn't throw them as attacks. He's a let, sniper let, with let it. Let you ball out, ball up. He snipes with them. Sneaks them in weird. The, the the other one who's a killer on the streets, Marlon. Yeah, Marlon. He's not. He there's no fucking around with him. Yeah. He he throws that leg. Doesn't matter what part hits you. Yeah, if it, if it comes through, you're getting fucked yeah, up. You get hurt. Yeah. That, he got, <laughs> he's the most peacefulest voice person with the most violent tendencies ever. <laughs> well, what? How what, you doing, my friend? I'm good. You gonna spark? I'm like, damn, bro. And then he, and then every once in a while, though, he does go off the deep end. With that one day, he was going with that 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 kid who came in out of nowhere. No, that's that was that kid's fault. Like I said, you can't come play with the wolves. Oh. <laughs> You're not gonna get bit. <laughs> and the kid started like throwing elbows or whatever, yeah, and then Marlon lost his shit. Knee pads. And he warned him twice. Like, yo, you ain't got knee pads. Don't stop throwing knees. He threw another knee. <laughs> Marlon just, <laughs> just turned it on like da da da. Before the dude even hit the ground, Marlon was already on the bench sitting down looking at him like, yo, uh, told you to stop throwing knees. And he was like mad that he had to do it, yeah, but he had to do it. Yeah, like, you have to let people know sometimes. Like, just don't let me be nice to you. The Brazilians and the Russians definitely are a little different. Yeah. They have, they're definitely game bred differently. They, they're more, way more. I, I think emotional is the is the way to put it. Like they have an emotional attachment to what they're doing. Yeah, that's because they, they were bred for. It. Like they had, they had literally no choice. This is they're bred pretty much the best eats and the the worst starves. Somebody so when it comes to that month, this is this is life and death. So I'm really going to try to kill everybody. One of the guys was asking me about the Dagestani fighters. Like, why are they so tough? And I'm like, well, when you're thirsty, you have to walk a mile to the fucking river. And when you're hungry, you have to go kill something. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> born a little, you're bred a little different. I mean, you got no choice. these guys, I mean, they're brought apart. And a lot of those guys too, were taken out of regular school early on and sent to sports schools. Yeah. And that's literally, I mean, if you listen to, any of Romero's interviews about what it was like coming up in Cuba. It's the same shit over there with the, the Russian system. You know, if you're on the first floor, you have no air conditioning, no heat, and, you know, you eat once a day. And then as you get better, you get a little more food and a little more comfort. And, you know, if you finally make the A-team, then you get a little bit of everything. But, I mean, they really make these guys yeah, really. work for it. Yeah. And they literally... Being physical is their job. It's their education. It's everything. We don't have any systems like that here. Unfortunately, I think that that builds that builds a strong mind. Yeah, a strong t- tenacity to get to where you want to get. Some of these guys are out there too. Yeah, though. but they've been deprived be of yeah, think some most, stuff. <laughs> They're not the most balanced individuals. But you gotta say, even the most successful people in our state, in our culture, are the crazy ones. Yeah, but the you only never see it like a normal super successful person the problem see the difference over there and here though so if we take you and put you in the sports school there 
when you're successful, the access to distractions and things that are going to get you in trouble is a lot less. Yeah. So even when you're famous over there, it's still different. Yeah. Here, you can get in a tremendous amount of trouble. Quick. So <laughs> when you get these guys that live in these like cloistered lifestyles and they're basically monks for their sport, and when their parents give them some freedom, they go fucking nuts. I mean, it's just because it's just too available. Yeah. We live in a different, we live in a way different society. It's just so available here to get in trouble. Yeah. Society's built to fuck you up. But that's why I think it's better to be a more well-rounded person going into it. And, I mean, so those guys are going to be successful at 18, 19, and 20, where we're going to be more successful at 24, 25, 26. That's fine. More life experience, more opportunity, more protective skills so you don't get fucked up when the money starts coming in yeah. i mean you I mean, you're i mean you're not making any kind of crazy yeah. money but the amount of people that come at you it's insane Fucking retarded, bro. it's life though it comes with the territory so you got to be ready for it i laugh i have uh, a lot of my wife's friends they saw the pay-per-view and they saw me pop up with you and they're like oh my god i didn't know that's what you did and they all think i'm famous and like a millionaire i'm like you have no idea <laughs> this fight game ain't just the money comes but you gotta earn it like right now oh man just because you're on tv doesn't yeah. mean that it's, it's so man. great this is this is entry level man yeah. Even the guys at the top level, they're making good livings, but they're not making, you know, not everybody's making Connor money. Yeah. Or Daniel money. Daniel's making good money, too. Who is? Daniel. Cormier. Yes. He's well, real good money. I mean, he's Double commentating. Champion. He's doing everything. Like, he's got I said the, the top, top five are making, if they have good managers, they're making good money. Yes. It, that's, that is a very true statement. One of the things that blows me away is these people that, you know, or going into like third contracts and they're still not making good money. I'm like, yeah, I think you need a new manager. Yeah. This business is so young still. Yeah, that's what most people don't understand. Like, we still a baby compared to boxing, compared to football, compared, compared to, to everything, everything, man. And we're but the fastest growing sport in the world. And the misconceptions so many people have about how the business is done and what the actual opportunities really are. I mean, I had someone come in and was trying to explain to me, oh, if, uh, we build an audience around this guy. He's going to get signed and this and that. I'm like, you have no fucking clue how the UFC works. I'm about to, I know people who have thousands of followers and still not in the UFC. Nah, I mean, you could have a million followers and they're not going to give you a fight unless yeah. you're like fitting into the mold in which they want. Yeah. I mean, it'll help, but it's not going to you make your first be, contract yeah. better than what it is. Mm-hmm. First contract first contract. You're fighting for 10 and 10. Shut the yeah. fuck up. <laughs> I mean, uh, CM Punk, different story. He came from WWE as yeah. an entertainer, and that was still a huge, that was a huge blight on the sport. I mean, those two fights with him, that's a joke. I, I understand why they, they did it. I don't agree with it. I think it was bad for the sport at the end of the day. Uh, the Connor crossover stuff, fantastic. Yeah. I think Connor versus Mayweather was the best thing that we could have done. I think uh, Connor and his whole thing, you know, judge him on the Khabib fight, you can't forget what he did. I mean, he knocked out Eddie. He knocked out Aldo. Yeah. I mean, he beat he beat um, Max Holloway. He's beaten, I mean, he's had no easy fights in the UFC, and he won those belts, and he did things that no one else has done say whatever you want the guy's done some amazing shit mm. and uh we didn't talk about the khabib fight we didn't talk about the khabib at all at all what did you think about from from a from a 
a business perspective, I think could be hopping out of the cage and all of his boys doing all that dumb shit was just stupid. I think it was terrible. Yeah. Um, I understand it from maybe from like a personal perspective to a degree, but my opinion on it is if you're going to agree to sign that contract and get paid for that kind of fight, handle your business in the octagon, you fucking got the guy to quit, you got paid a lot of money, shut the fuck up, get a rematch, talk a lot of shit going into it, beat him again, make even more money, all this other shit. I don't know. It's all horse shit to me. Like, if you can't I mean, control I, yourself, I mean, don't do it. It's not even controlling stuff. It's the right place, right time. That was not the right place, right time. Because you know how I am. I mean, if you really want beef, we're going to beef. It's not going to be no just no octagon beef. We won't really beef. Yeah, but... So if you talk shit on that point to that extreme level, I'm not going to wait till everybody's around to come get you. Yeah, you're going to do it in a hotel. I'm going to wait till you <laughs> think you're comfortable walking out your room hotel and boom, pop up, I'm here. So what was all that, what's all that cash you was talking but hopping over the cage and anything, risking your job, risking your friends' jobs and anything, that's, that's, mistakes are made. He's human. That's the only thing. He's human and when it comes to emotions, shit happens. So, I, I don't think it was wrong, but he just handled it wrong, if that makes sense. I think that, I, I don't know. I think everybody's got to grow, grow a pair of balls and have some thick skin on this one. I mean, if you, I mean, let's remember what Mayweather and, McGregor said about each other and to each other yeah, but for again, months. Look where they're from. But that was an That's agreement. The culture. That's the culture. That's the culture. They're they're used to that. But if you're going to go into professional fight sports. That's the agreement. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, it's Khabib, so let's treat him differently. Connor's like, I need to get as many people to watch this pay-per-view as possible so I can make as much money as possible. So I'm going to say whatever I got to say to get people to tune in for this damn fight. Exactly. And Khabib should have just accepted that and said, okay, let's get a lot of eyeballs on it. Let's make a lot of money, and we're good. I mean, Connor even said to him, dude, it's just business. Mm Yeah. I mean, Connor like was flat out. He's like, "Yo, I, some people are like, oh, that was a bitch move." Oh, I'm no, like, it's, it's not a bitch move. He's like, "Dude, it's business. business. I made you a lot of money." Yeah, like, shut up, take it. Even, even uh, Ken Shamrock and Tito Ortiz after their trilogy, Ken was just like, "Hey, it was just business, man. <laughs> it was yeah. just business." You know, they they took his beating, took his paycheck, and moved on. That's yeah. what it is. You can't take none of this shit personal. Or you just gotta be able to handle business the right way. Yeah. And you don't hop out the cage in front of millions of people where you can get suspended knowing that your family's going to hop into. That's just that's a slippery slope. That's just The governor of Nevada was there yeah, and had to be taken out by security. It would be even better if he did it in backstage when everybody got yes. to the back in that area. That yeah. made more sense. Like hopping out the cage, two things. If you really want to get to somebody, you're not going to hop out the cage nah, in front of everybody. Five billion people yeah, in your gonna, way. You know damn well you're not going to get to him. Come on. So in my mind, like he was mad, but he really didn't want to get to him. Yeah. You know, he just wanted to show face. Understandable. Do what you do. But the real, real recognize what you really did. Respect it. But if you really wanted to get to him, you... You would have got to him. You would have got to him. You like there was a lot of in backstage. Were, y'all want y'all y'all get doctors right next to each other. That means your team is right there. Yep. And then that would have been, okay, then nobody would have got suspended because they wouldn't have to know who started what. So then it's just like, all right, well, he, now he ain't got to worry just about nobody getting kicked out. Like, it was just altercation. Shit happens. Nobody got hurt. Crowd wouldn't go nuts, start yeah, throwing shit. Exactly. That would have stopped the crowd from mobbing out, throwing chairs, and doing dumb shit. Understandable. Hotel. Y'all in the same hotel. Y'all know how to get there. Another way. But, again, it is what it is. It's the fight sports. But the good thing about it, it shows the fans that this shit is real. That's one thing. Yeah. That's one thing that was a plus. Like, this isn't WWE. 
But this I still went to the barber shop, and my barber is like, "Yo, did they hire somebody from the WWE to get consult them on how to do this? Because now the rematch is going to be worth so much." So conspiracy theorists are always going to have a conspiracy yeah. theory about this, it. This was real. Like that was real emotions. He might have didn't really want to fight him at that point to hop over the fence, but shit was real. Anybody who doesn't think UFC is real is stupid. Yeah, like we, like you got to think. Everybody I fight, I really end up disliking. One, because you got to put yourself in that mindset to really try to fuck somebody up. I hate the the super friendly, oh, that's my brother. We just here uh, competing. This is just a sport. Nah, it's not just a sport. I'm out here trying to fuck you up. Fuck all that. Oh, this is a sport. We're friends. No, we're not friends. I'm trying to, like, you're trying to take money off my table, put it out my mouth. I'm doing the same to you. Yes. This is a win you get more money sport. So at this point, we're not friends. This no. is this this is real. This is competition. You want to talk shit? We can talk shit. Either way, I'm not gonna like you. That's the one. It's it's when guys have that thing where they're acting like they're boys, and I'm like, yo, you know that the loser of this is taking home a hell of a lot less money, man. Exactly, and I understand like if you are friends before the fight, like the cowboy and yeah, I know you're name? talking yeah. about. What's the name? Oh God. Uh, Brown, Matt Brown, Matt no. Brown, Cowboy Matt Brown, um, Cowboy and the black dude with the blonde hair that he didn't want to mash out, so he just choked him out after he kicked the head kicked him. The one that's not in the UFC anymore. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, Mike Melvin Gillard. Yeah, Melvin Gillard and. Well, that even, was a big callback. Even Perry, even Mike Perry, they were friends. And they'll show, like, they're friends, but this is business. So yeah. at the end of the day, I'm going to try to fuck you up. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what friends. If I don't know you, I'm not about to be friendly. I'll shake your hand. But tell me, this, this handshake's coming with evil intent. The one that was crazy, too, with Cowboy when he was talking afterwards, uh, evolution of him. And I, I know how nervous he gets in the back. I mean, he used to literally, like, cry in the back before a fight because he was freaking out so bad. Like, why am I doing this? Doubting everything. But then this particular fight when they are interviewing him, he was, you know, having a kid now. He said, no, no, no. You're not taking food off my table. Yeah. Like, he's got to provide. It's really crazy how having a kid changes kids change everything. Once, it, once you, like, you, if you have an experience, it's hard to describe. But once you in the hospital and you hold your kid that one time, they don't oh say nothing, nothing. They just look at you. I have a kid, so I know. They look at you. And immediately everything changes at that everything. point. Everything. Everything changes. I'll never Mindset, f- intensity. Whatever you got going on, even if you like not into this type of sport, you're like your regular day job. Your mindset changed. Now you, you can wanna, never be who you were. Yeah, you can't. You can't <laughs> unless you're a douchebag. Unless you're a douchebag. <laughs> unless you're a douchebag, and then then that's probably the last time you go hold your kid like that. When Nancy and I were getting in the car to go to the hospital, when little Brian was coming, I remember I got in the car and I looked at her and I said, "You do realize our life, as we know it, is completely over." I mean, it's the craziest thing. Like, you just can't randomly just get up and do shit. You have a little one at home now. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you, you're, you're the whole the casual lifestyle is over. You are now in the total organization lifestyle. Seriously, now you gotta come with me everywhere. Oh my and god, I have no problem bringing my little one with me everywhere. It's more of me putting tax on her because yeah. as a child, I like to let her have fun and enjoy time. Like, I, I it's th- hard to bring your kid. Especially training. I took Brian to uh, Stein's last kickboxing bout, and he was crying at the end. And I was like, oh, my God, why are you crying? He goes, Daddy, I don't want to be here. I didn't like it, but I know you wanted me to like it, and I didn't, so I'm really upset. 
And I was like, wow, that's some deep shit right there. He was not crying because he was there. He was crying because he didn't like it and he didn't want to disappoint me. I felt horrible. I was like, okay, you're not going to fights anymore. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. You're this good. Done for you. When, when you ask me to go, then, then we'll go. But until then, nope. <laughs> uh, my, I don't know. I, I feel like your daughter will be a fighter one day. I don't know if my kids are going to be fighters. No, nah, I don't think my daughter's going to be a fighter. She, she has like spots of it, but deep down, she's not. Maybe a serial killer. Never <laughs> Every kid's a serial killer to you. Nah, my Hey, they kid, all have potential. Nah, my kid, Jesus. My kid, different. If you've seen the shit she be doing to the dog, you'd be like, okay, she really might. She got to be watched. All right, she's torturing animals now. Yeah. That's not good. I, I, I Granted, I did it when I was younger, but I'm like, bro. Well, you're crazy. We know that. I had to stop YouTube. Um, my kid, I'm done with it. No more YouTube because he was. He's. I call it the YouTube hole. It gets into YouTube. And he just watches it for hours. I'm like, what the fuck? And, and he's watching weird shit. Like and people talking, playing with dolls. Like you know, these grown ass men talking with dolls. I'm but like, I put the, the filter so it's only kid stuff. But still, the weird cosplay shit hops in. So yeah. I got some chick with her boobs hanging out and some weird dude, and they're yeah. doing some like crazy. I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? Yeah, what kind of weird shit is this? It's like it, they just. It's a slippery slope. And then, then they've already proven that because the clips are so short and the way they go about it, it wires your brain so you can't have long-term attention spans. Yeah. So they can't read long books. They yeah. can't watch full movies. My kid gets so antsy now because he just he's used to quick change, quick change, quick change. Yeah, my, my dog don't really watch. My, my dog's too active. She, she don't watch TV. She'll watch TV for like five, ten minutes, eat, and then kind of go outside. She'll be outside for like three hours. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Nothing. I'm like, what? No, no, sis, what are you doing? She's, <laughs> She's living running, in her own running, head, running laps, like playing imaginary shit. She don't want me to play with her. She'd be like, just, I just sit outside and watch her, and she just enjoy that. My kid asked me for permission to use his imagination. I laugh. I'm like, why are you? That's asking one thing me that? irks me too. That's one thing I don't like about school. Like they have to ask permission for everything. Every well, so they're training they, so, you. So it comes down to home. Dad, can I use the bathroom? Girl, if you don't go use the bathroom. Thank you. I thought my kid was the only one. I no. feel better. My kid comes to me and he's like, Daddy, I got to pee. Why are you telling me? Just go <laughs> exactly. pee, man. Exactly. Like, just go pee. Like, why are you telling me this? Uh, I just want you to know. I don't need to know. Yeah, so I don't need to know any of that. Just use the bathroom, wash your hands, flush your toilet. That's oh, my it. God. Like, Yeah, they, they train them to be obedient. Yeah. There's, there's so much information that comes out about how they just, they're conditioning kids to be the next workers yeah that's pretty much what it is the one thing that's crazy now is with a cell phone you have answers to everything i mean is your kid good with technology yeah she yeah she's all right my yeah. kid's crazy with it but that's because he on youtube and his ipad 24 7 yeah he knows how to use it better than i do yeah, some days but the thing is why do you need to memorize all this information when they have it all right there anymore yeah. like thinking is more important than memorizing yeah. now like being an independent, yourself, yeah. yeah, being an independent thinker, having the confidence. That's like so. With teaching your daughter in a karate class, yeah. the confidence to make decisions. That's I. I feel like kids karate. For, you know, you could talk practicality of physical and all this stuff, but I think more importantly, it's putting them in a group environment where they're not just doing what they're told to do, but they actually have to think for themselves and they have to answer truly. And it's a challenge. Like your daughter will repeat questions to me instead of giving me answers because she's afraid of being wrong. Yeah. And that's where that whole like memorize and do as you're told, 
like I, I think we have to teach people that it's okay to fail. Yeah. That failure is where the success all comes. You were talking about that on Fight Week. I forget what outlet it was, or even if it was just you and me speaking. But at some point, there was a conversation had where you said the value of your kickboxing career was you learned how to lose. And that was striking because I didn't think of it that way. But for you to see that, I mean, that's some high-level thought right there in terms of your career. You got, you got like, to evolve, you got to change your way of thinking. And that's what I had to do to accept my defeat, move past my defeat, and grow from it. So think about, okay, losing sucks. Fucking hate I hate losing more than I like winning. And then being broken yeah, was yeah, the worst. Yeah, so that's, like, I've had... Like when I go down, my downhills are downhills. I hit rock. It's bottoms. an elevator yeah. shaft. <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't just have like small downs, high ups. I have down downs and high highs. So learning how to live with that as myself for me is coming to terms with that and learning from it. Like if I don't learn from it, it's going to happen again. Yep. So learn the, from it and get the, angry and go fuck somebody up. And it, and as early into all this we are, it's funny. I mean. The re- reality of it, we've been training about eight years now. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that it's eight years, but at the same time, it's still so new. It like, is. you're still so it, new at it this. It feels like, like we just started, too. And to understand, like, that's the thing where, like, how could I be nervous coming off a loss after we've been together doing this so long? Well, you haven't really lost that much. But the one thing is it, the comeback is always really strong. Like, there's no staying down. And that was one thing with you and Corey that's been interesting. is because Corey's had his ups and his downs. I mean, he had a, a horrible 2017, and he's had a really amazing 2018. And everybody counted him out, and now he's charging back. And he always adjusted and came back stronger. And I think the two of you with your relationship, you push each other to be better. When there's, you know, somebody trips, you know, get your ass back up, let's go. And nobody ever stays down. And I, I think that's one of the greatest values of you and Corey as training partners. I mean, he can talk about helping you with wrestling, whatever, but I think the the personal interaction with you two, how you push each other to be better and how you genuinely care but don't have to say it is the best part. Like, you guys just keep pushing each other and you trust each other's motivation as yeah. why and you just don't accept staying down ever. Yeah, no, we built. And That's- you allow each of you have your own way to get back up and you guys just care that the other one gets back up, and you get better. We just don't accept anything less that's than that. Good training partners do. That's that's like a lifelong training partner. That's how you know. That after all this fighting shit is done, me and him still gonna be super cool, like like it was yesterday. That's the family shit. Yeah. Like people don't understand. Like I, you know, I hate when people talk about how my gym is my family because yeah. I'm like, well, stop paying your tuition and let's see how long your fucking family. Yeah. But there's certain battles that are fought over time that, yeah. you know. It goes beyond the money and whatnot, where it's like, you know, we're, we we take the hits and keep going for each other. That says a lot, and that means a lot. Yeah, that's to be built. Like, yeah. Like, you help me. I, I call. Like, I tell people all the time, I, have, I don't have friends that have family. I either have associates or I have family. Yep. I don't, I don't really call that friendship because friend is a slippery term, and the way I grew up, you, you can get hurt with that friend word. So... You associate family. I only call you family since we bled together, done some shit together. <laughs> <laughs> and usually with you, that means bleeding yeah. on one side of the other. Yeah. <laughs> or some other shit that I'm not going to really comment on. Yes. But there's only three things that get called family. And 
you've met some of my family that yeah. other side, and you're like, yeah. okay, I can see where he comes from now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you gotta earn that, and most people don't understand that. Like when people, are like, hey, what up, bro? Da, da, da. I'm like, what's good, buddy? Oh, what's up, man? How you doing? Especially, and I, don't, and I don't really know people's names. I don't know most of my associates' names. <laughs> You're lucky you know your own daughter's like, name. What up, what up, homie? I said, hey, yo, uh, like, you know I don't know his name if I start calling you yo. Like, if I just start making <laughs> general statements towards your direction, I don't know your name. So I'm not going to be like, yo, what's up, man? What's up, my man? Oh, what's up, bro? Like, nah, chill, relax. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, there's no casual... It's the the casual acquaintance thing just doesn't fly so much with me. I feel like That's I only have so, so much so time, grimy, and there's so many grimy people out here. I don't want to have to go. Like I got a kid, I don't have to go to jail for some wild shit you've done because I got a short temper when it comes to shit. So, and I have so little time, and I'm like, if if you're somebody that I'm gonna invest in, it's got to be something meaningful. It's got to be yeah. a purposeful and it gotta situation. Like yeah. you got to go back and forth. Can't be one 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 way street because that's never gonna work. Because my job basically, I take a beating. So if I'm gonna take a beating, you better you better appreciate it, <laughs> and it better be going somewhere. Yeah, like, don't just ask for nothing for no for nothing. Like, yeah, that's that, stupid. That's the respect part, and that's uh, I think that's what makes what we do work over here. Yeah, I think that's why people have so much respect for us because they understand our mindsets. Like, yeah, they're, they're not douchebag. They they straight up. They don't do the grimy behind the back shit. If I don't like you, I say it to your face. I'm not going to try to steal nothing from you. No, like, I hate that type of shit. The one that I don't get, I mean, just a weird one is that we got a lot of people that look at what we do from the outside and they're like, holy shit. You know, and a lot of them kind of communicate that's what they want, but people don't make the commitment to get it. It's not if they think it's what they want. That means they well, don't that, really know what they want. They also understand that there's a price here, yeah. and the price is really, really hard work. Yeah, there's a price for it. There's a price for this sport. There's a price for this this level you gotta pay that price every day it comes with time sacrifices and we don't blow pain, smoke up anyone's ass pain realness like you gotta be able to sacrifice this is a lot of sacrifice people don't understand there's a lot of sacrifice that come with this game and why why fighters and why most fighters are either crazy or chill you never find find a fighter that's in between yeah it's kind of crazy kind of chill it's either they're crazy or they're chill yeah, it's an extreme sport, though. That's yeah. why, because it demands something greater. I so, mean, you can't live in the middle, or so, else you don't yeah. find any success. So it's, it's where your mind is, like how your mind adapts to yeah. the sacrifices you make. It's either you gotta go crazy, like fuck it, I'm gonna just be psychotic about it, <laughs> or you're just super calm, like hey, it is what it is. I'm gonna just get this work and keep grinding. I feel like we're almost too real about it for some people to handle, and that's fine by me because I'd rather pre-qualify them at that point. Yeah. Like if you're not prepared to do the work. It's just not going to happen. Like, there ain't no point in beating around the bus because, you know, we at the point where we know what you got to do to get to a certain level. It's not like we haven't found success yeah. at every fucking level, you yeah. know? So it's like we, we, we surround ourselves with it, as in with Corey, um, Rex, them type of guys who've been fighting. Well, Rex has more fights than me and Corey put together. Yeah. Uh, Corey's with his wrestling. Um, whole bunch of kickboxers we've came past. We've met so many people, and we could tell the difference between people who have it and the people who don't well the first time you guys spar everybody's in the room and then they know you're coming back and it goes from 10 guys to two because yeah. no one wants to really do quick. the work yeah real quick yeah i'll be back next week no, no you problem. can't play fighting and a lot of guys try yeah, and can't. that's that's why like you can be a wolf like you know yeah. these other guys are just dogs <laughs> they're well trained yeah, like, but house pets. It, it, yeah it's different and you can even see it at ufc level 
there are a lot of guys that kind of play the part, and that's even I'm not shitting on Weidman striking, but you can see like even with him, like his commitment to striking is different. Like he's trying to score points. He's not like a wolf hungry trying to hurt. And but then you see other guys that are really trying to put a hurt. Well, Weidman when he try when he gets a hold of you and he tries to put you through the floor, it's a little different. Yeah. Like his wrestling ability is a wolf, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like but there are certain there's only a few that you see it at every level of their game the violence and the hunger and that predator in them some some guys i i remember um i was watching shogun work out in the back and he had that shoe box mentality i mean i thought he was going to snap his shoelaces when he was tying his shoes he was just violent in everything <laughs> he does but why like, are you trying to hurt yourself like, by tying everything your shoes? was just mean and fight week and and it was like holy shit this is what game bread is man yeah, there's there's you can see those levels. Some guys are athletes. Some guys are killers. Exactly. And some and guys athletes, are posers that are getting through on natural yeah. ability. Exactly. But that, that, those are the, the older people in the division who are in the top 15. Like, um, names. I don't really know them because they're nobodies. But, like, the top 10 out of the top 20. You who've get, been in the game long enough but can't break that top 15. And they're they, just cashing checks Yeah, because at this point... They like they're they've been found out like they're, yeah they're, people know like okay you're they're just, not even gatekeepers yeah, like, they're just the guys just, they're you're filler just, you're filler you're filler and that's yeah. understandable everybody plays their part but those are the guys who never take the step never those guys who aren't game break no I no. need to fight let me fight da, da, da. I need to for the UFC we need this car filled with some undercar stuff those are guys who don't really make weight. But don't care. Like I get twenty percent. Like this, those are fellows. Because they're doing something else to make a living. Because yeah. they know that this isn't going to be it. And I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You need those people, and they're making a they're making part of their living doing this. And if they're happy, whatever. But it's yeah. not what we're looking for. I I mean, we're we we want killers because why waste our time to be filler? Exactly. And uh, fillers aren't dependable. No. Killers they come to the gym every day, even when we're off time. Like me, I don't take like I don't take the month off. Anymore, I, I've never taken that. The you, most the most I've taken is two weeks. When I, you were, when you were a heavyweight, it was different. When I was heavyweight, I had to cut weight. <laughs> yeah, what? No, but that's like the evolution of it. Is like you came to the realization that you always have to be ready. I mean, like I say it all the time to guys, and nobody takes it to fucking heart. It drives me nuts. Is that I'm like you have to be two weeks out all the time. If you want to make it to the big show, you need to be two weeks out because you never know what opportunity will come. I know there was a spot on the card this weekend that somebody we know probably could have gotten on that was told that they had no shot, but like out of necessity they could have gotten a shot. And it's like fuck, we just have to stay on weight. Hey, you, you know, make your bed, you got lay in it sometimes. Yeah, but that's that's the price we pay for the way we live. So everybody's got to figure out how what they want and uh, you know live accordingly. I mean, I I, I said it. I mean, I'm not calling Steven out, but I said to him when he wasn't showing up, I was like, dude, I know you're working because you got to make a living, but at the same time, do you want to only do that job? I was like, if you want to get rid of the job and you want to fight full-time, you got to train, man. And he came out, and he was a huge help during fight week, and I think he kind of got his feet back on the ground, yeah. which is cool. So. You know me. I'm always I'm a real bring-my-team-up type of guy. Yeah. As in, if you need something, I knew that would like fight like, bro. Come out with me, see this. Then I light a fire in me. Like even with me, my first my first UFC fight event wasn't until I got into the UFC. That yeah. was one of my goals. I'm like, I'm not going to watch the UFC till I'm in the UFC. Yep. 
That's what I did. Forgotten UFC and went to go see Corey fight. You know, the, the, the thing is, I always tell anybody that's in a good spot and you see somebody around you, be for them what you wish you had at that time. And that, that's like the, the cool part about it now is we have young guys that are seeing you do your thing and the ones that appreciate that, you know, you can give back to them and help them make that yeah. step. Like, I've never I've never been the cocky type that, oh, I'm not going to work. I, I work with the new guys, old guys. I work with everybody. That's just our way, though, period. Yeah. Like, I'm not. You come to kickboxing on Tuesday night. Yeah. I mean, it's UFC all the way down to doctors and lawyers and students. Yeah. And the people appreciate that. People are like, that's why I got so such good relationships with people. people like, because I'm super real about it, and I'm, I'm genuine. Your after party, I was shocked how many people I didn't know knew of the gym, our work. I had all these people coming up, and I was just like, holy shit. Like, we're so busy working that I don't realize you who's paying attention we sometimes. We don't have the time to really pay attention. Like, me, I... I like I talk to my friends like when I'm in fight camp I talk to them maybe once a week. Yep. And they talk like yo I know when you're fight camp because you stop answering. Yeah. And they, they and they appreciate that yo and they'll text me bro I know you're working shit you like I get like random text messages like, yo just keep doing your thing I'm watching you and everything I appreciate what you're doing I'm proud of you random shit like that. Yeah, the cool thing is you don't need it. It's nice, but you don't need it. Yeah, I don't need it <laughs> Some people fight for the fans. Yeah. You fight because you like to fight. It's what you were born to do. I like, I like, I like the violence. Of it. I like, I actually like working hard now. Like when I first started, I just worked to get by. Now I overwork. <laughs> how 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 shitty was it last week without training? Yeah, it was pretty shitty. Because you don't know what to do. Yeah. Because you just got like eight hours of your just, life back yeah, every got, day. I just got food drunk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just drunk and shit off food. Uh, I changed a lot of diapers. I pretty much, every time, like, every time, I got, a, got an apartment now, moving out my house. Which is nice. Uh, finally, yeah. So I appreciate all the sports given to me. Like, you see where I came from from the beginning. Like, Fuck, I, man. You put a treadmill in your room in your mom's house because yeah. you didn't want to have to go outside because when you were trying to run, people trying to jack you. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's it. Like, the struggle is real. Like, sign is in my room. Like, I'm in, like, a 12 by 12 <laughs> with a whole gym in my room. That's the dedication that most people don't see. But I don't think people understand, too, that you literally have to give up the majority of your 20s, which a lot of people yeah. think are, like, your prime years, but it's really... It's not. It's not. It, it, it's, like, your 20s are your time to establish yourself yeah, on 20, where you're going to go, man. I tell people all the time, especially the young people, from 21... No, I'm not going to say that. From when you graduate, 19 to 25 will be the worst time of your life, the best worst time of your life. Yeah. Best because, yeah, you can party, have fun. Worst is because that's when shit get real. That's when you have to really start thinking about, damn, what am I doing in my life? Damn, what, like, where do I go from here? I don't want to be at this dead-ass job. Damn, yeah. do I want to pay for college? Do I, want to, like, do I want to owe these loans? Like, I talk to people all the time, and they're lost. Like, they're like, bro, I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm like, bro, just keep grinding at what you want to do. Follow the passion, not the money. And my, I opened up my first gym when I was 24, and the struggle that I had at that point was that I knew what I knew, but I was very confident in what I knew. What I knew then compared to what I know now, completely different worlds. But at the time, I was still way ahead of a lot of the people that were around me at that time. And the struggle then was to get enough respect to be able to implement what I knew because the old people were like threatened by the young guy coming up. And you have to stay the course and you have to blaze your own path and you have to develop your own team and you have to just keep going 
I mean, it's funny. I was always the youngest coach in the room, and now I'm the old fucking guy in the room because of it's 20 years. But I'm still in the room because I never gave up and said, man, nobody wants to listen. I just said, I'm going to make them pay attention. Yeah, and that's you, pretty much how we started. And you just have to keep doing your thing yeah. until people pay attention or it pays off or you get out of it what you want to get out of it. And you just can't get discouraged. And that's that point where you're talking about where it's like real life kind of smacks you. And the biggest thing is you can't lose yourself due to that. Yeah. You have to maintain yourself and try not to be a chameleon to get the attention that you think you need to be successful. Because, I mean, especially now with all this shit that we can – you can tell a story on Instagram you know, that it's not real. You can just paint a picture to yeah. kind of make yourself look a certain way yeah, thinking that- it's going to matter. But – we're doing real shit. Yeah. Like, you're in the UFC. You can't fake that on Instagram. You're either in it or you're not. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I see that all the time. People add me as friends. Like, yeah, I'm in the UFC. I look at you. I'm like, no, you're not. But say, those in the, um, the jiu-jitsu guys who are fighters. Yeah. And they have not one fight. But they keep posting. Like, oh, I got this fight coming up. Like, no, that's a match. It's that's, a jiu-jitsu yeah. match. You play jiu-jitsu. Like, we you can, fight. You can play jujitsu because you can tap out and not get them broke. Yeah, if you're you not getting play if you're not, fighting, if you're you, not getting hit, it's not fight. Yeah, like I respect it. I definitely respect the sport, but don't disrespect our sport. Thank you. That's the one. Nick Perini came in and he was telling me how his friends all joined this jujitsu club and he was trying to get them to come here and they all used the jujitsu tagline of like you know most fights go to the ground and Nick looked at them all and goes yeah most fights go to the ground but every single one of them starts on your feet. And I was like, thank you. That's a fight. You know, guys that start, like, even with jujitsu, guys that roll just starting off their knees and they don't know takedowns. Yeah. And then when they get into a real scrap, they're like, wait a minute. Uh, as we park jujitsu, he's like, we don't start from our knees. He says, that's not functional for anything. We no. Do. We're never in that position. No. Like, if you're working on certain things, fine. But to go live, I mean, I've never been in a tournament where they start on their knees either. Yeah, stupid. So you gotta you gotta be able to take down, you gotta be able to do it all. But yeah, it is what it is. All right, man, we've been going for a while. I need to uh get back to doing what I do before I come in to teach kids class tonight. And uh are you you said you're coming in? Yeah, I'll be help Corey up. Get Corey some drills. Yeah, I talked to Rex. I'm actually curious what's gonna see his next moves too. Oh, so you talked to Rex? You say you talked to it? Yes. Okay. After your fight, I talked to him. He's still in it. He's still in it. He's got his head still in it, which okay. is good. So it's curious. I'm, I'm, it's the last month put a lot of people in positions where I'm curious where the next moves are going to be. I want to see where Phil Caracappa goes. Matt Caracappa is going to go to well, Cowboy Phil, Fight Series. Phil going to Ring Combat? That's what they're talking about. We'll, we'll see what happens. He said February. There's a long time between now and then. Who knows what opportunities can come or what conversations could be had. Then you got Matt, who's fighting a Cowboy Series, which is pretty cool. Was that at Cali? The Cowboy Series is going to be in Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, I'll probably have there. And then uh, Stevens, we're aggressively trying to fight, find a fight for him. We're aggressively trying to fight a, find a fight for Deanna. Um, Corey's got you know UFC 232. Two, that's a huge card. My God. John Jones be, coming back. Let's get us on that Put card. On the yeah, a lot of guys with a lot of big things coming up, a lot of opportunity coming up, and we'll see who embraces the grind and uh, who doesn't. It'll be what it'll be. But we want to fight. Quick turnaround for you for sure. And, uh, yeah, that's the deal. Get this money. Catch some more bodies. Keep telling people I'm hungry, bro. Yeah. 
People don't realize. People don't realize that it's only going to get worse because I'm just getting comfortable. And what was it, 2017? You had yeah. four fights in nine months. And then 2018, we what do we get, two? Yeah. Sucks. Sucks, but we got to go on a cowboy path. That motherfucker's getting five, six fights a year, yeah, fighting anybody, cowboy. anywhere. Yeah, but cowboy's different. Yeah, he's different. Light, lighter weight guys are different. Anybody under yeah, 185 is different. He don't cut weight. He has his walk around weight. But under 185, the level of damage that guys can incur is different. It, like uh, 185 and up, everything is a car accident. 205 are like the two worst weight classes. The yeah. most dangerous weight classes. I think 185 by far because yeah, we, have the, the we have the speed of the lightweights and the power of the heavier weights. Yes, that's why it's just. So we're like the we're like the the juggernauts of the sport. 205 is dangerous, but I think that it slows down a little bit at 205 yeah. depending upon the guy, so you yeah. can get away with some things. And then heavyweights just heavyweight. Yeah, heavyweight. Heavyweights. They, they literally thought about me here. Yeah. So, you want to shout out to anybody? Uh, say thank you to uh, um, sponsors, any of that see. stuff? Who I want to shout out? I can always shout out, you know, Thrive. They help me yes. a lot. Um, MHP. Those guys definitely kept me on track. Bulldog. Bulldog. Those guys. Dante. Cycles. Dante, yeah. Dante Rare BJJ. That's always a good place. Nick Atones, you know. That guy has been a tremendous help. Um, who else? I think that's about it. And Nick giving us the platform to be able to train together every Saturday. Yeah, and Nick's definitely. Without Nick, we, probably we wouldn't be where we are right now. I don't think I, I – like, Nick's doing his own thing with his business and whatever, but the reality of the opportunity that he provided, I don't – I don't know if a lot of people really appreciate, understand appreciate and understand what how many opportunities we have to cross train with such high level talent because yeah. there's it's that space. We're not fighting over who's going to go where. We just know on Saturday go there. Yeah, like that's, <laughs> that's where we're going. <laughs> like if you want to be good, you go there. Yeah, especially from Jersey, PA. There's not New York, PA, New Jersey, all of it. Yeah, there's no other place to be. Because first of all, nobody fights like Jersey fighters. We we fight differently. Like Corey's starting to get ingrained with the journey of this but we right. rugged and reckless so when you come down here you gotta get the best Nick gives everybody the opportunity with a great facility and a great coaching you know just overall just having that place to go man it's a good environment and it's a real it's like it's such high level guys that there's no egos there well, it's the, more of everybody literally pushing each other like yo listen we're going to beat each other up, but we're going to push each other. I always find when you go to most places that the level's not high enough in general. Like You get a couple really good guys, and you get a lot of shitty guys. And then you get all this weirdness where everybody's trying to steal everybody in different directions. Where Nick's, everybody is so established and so good that there's no conversation to be had. Yeah. You're not stealing anybody. Yeah. You're not trying to fuck this gym over, that yeah, gym. Yeah, the politics. Understood. Yeah, because it's just everything's very defined. And that's what gives you the freedom to actually just go in and fucking train. Exactly. And you have no worries about all the politics and bullshit that you run into other places. And that's what I appreciate the most about it. And, I, I again, I honestly think a, the majority of the guys that go, and I'm not shitting on anyone by saying it, I think they don't realize how good they have it yeah. by having this opportunity. I say they don't because <laughs> they, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It's, they're... Very unappreciated for what he's done. And Nick, Nick's so quiet. He he's quiet. He's made a lot of sacrifices for his, he for his team. And he doesn't team. demand. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't sit there and have the conversation. That's he just shows up every fucking day. Yeah, that's, why I respect, like, that's why I respect what he does so much. Because yeah. he's a quiet guy, puts his nose to the ground, and just keeps going. 
That's you gotta appreciate that. Yep. And yeah. I, and we don't we all have to take the time to say thank you here yeah. and there because well, even thank you, thank you Nick. Because <laughs> we run into it too. I mean, when we're in the middle of camp, we care about the fight coming up and all that, and you just get in the habit of showing up and doing the work. Yeah. But it's times like now when the fight's over and you sit back and it's like, wait a minute. Really appreciate the thing. Like, how many times it. did we go there? Holy shit! You know how many hours we've put in that gym, and yeah. you know how, what does he ask for? He's never asked for anything. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, a picture on the wall, sign. That's about it. But that's it. That's, I mean, right. nothing. Not yeah. asking to be anywhere, go anywhere, get anything. Just, just you want to train? Go for it. Show respect to his gym and yeah. come train. Don't be a dick and you're yeah. good. <laughs> Don't be a dick and you're good. <laughs> that's cool. So, uh, Sucker Punch, got to say thanks to them, yeah, obviously. Definitely. Get, they, get, they always looking yeah, out. definitely Sucker Punch. Um, and my... Uh, Nah, not them yet. When I get this stuff, I'll shout them out. Yeah. Yeah. And we get my website up and running sooner or later. Attach that to my Instagram. So everybody has a platform to know where I'm actually fighting. So they don't have to keep messaging me because that shit's annoying. <laughs> well, your Facebook page has what's going on on there, too. So yeah. you have the, the, the Carl Roberson business page. There's a lot of articles. I posted a bunch of shit up there. You actually got a really good shout-out. Sports Illustrated did an article about the up-and-coming middleweights, and they did a, a nice little piece on you. I just put that up there recently. That was good. Um, Bloody Elbow put a thing up on you. What was nice was all those motherfuckers picked Marshman over you, which was weird. The betting lines, you were a three-to-one favorite, yeah. but the media was not feeling it. It was most, weird. Most people think because... They remember the last fight. Not even the last <laughs> fight. It's just that I don't have that many fights. Yeah. Even in kickboxing, I don't have that many fights. No. So no. it's like, okay, he's 22 or 7. He has knockouts. They're trying to bring him back. No. They just... No. The UFC just knows what they have. Like, okay, he wants to strike. Let's see what he can do. All right. Put a strike in front of me. I pretty much damn near outboxed the boxer. Well, you get called a kickboxer, but yeah. the dirty secret is you're... You have a very strong <laughs> boxing back, situation yeah. here. Your boxing is good yeah. i mean you started with me as a boxer i mean but we evolved into a kickboxer and now we've evolved into an mma fighter exactly. i mean it, it, it the the level of tools you have i mean and, and the wrestling i mean it's ridiculous i sent you to one week in a fucking training camp and you came back and your wrestling's off the charts you do have that freakish ability to to learn things quickly but i think that goes down to the hunger and the desire yeah you want it that bad, so you just hold on to information really tight. And it's crazy because you are not the best student in the world. No, nah, not at all. <laughs> but this is the one thing that you, you understand. You're working towards a master's degree in fighting now. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Had trouble graduating high school, but you're going to be a fucking master's boy, degree in shit, fighting. Boy, shit. Shit. I say it, though. Um, I don't know if I've ever... The, I think the reason that you and I work so well is like you're one of the only people that sees it the way I see it. Like you, when I'm when I'm looking at stuff, I'm like, "Do you see that?" And you're like, "Yeah, I saw that already." Shut the fuck up. I'm like, "Okay, he's good." <laughs> but like, I can trust what you see. Yeah. Where a lot of guys are good at fighting and implementing things, but they don't see things and they can't adjust. And I yeah. and I think like the having that ability to read what's going on at a high level, it cuts through so much of the bullshit because I don't have to explain to you things. Like yeah, we are both right. adjusting yeah. to what we both are seeing. And it's kind of like, "Hey, what do you think?" Yep. Yeah, okay, let's go. Yeah. You know, it, it's just. We can operate at a higher level, higher level and faster. Yeah. It's speed and level. So, again, there's levels to everything. And we're firing on all cylinders right now, so it's good. Let's get us a fucking opponent. And, let's uh, go. 
Let's get this done. All right. This is Brian Wright with Carl Roberson. Uh, this is The Hive. You can find us at uh, thehivecast.com. We're also on TuneIn, um, Google Play, uh, iTunes, all that shit. Uh, the shout-outs for us, too. I got to say uh, a big one to Trade Winds Tattoo. They've been a big supporter of us. I know when Carl was fighting, they had a mob scene at a bar down in Tom's River whose name is escaping me at the point. What was the fucking name of that place? It wasn't Beacon 70. Yeah, that Beacon. What's it called? Beacon 70. Beacon 70 had a big group of guys from there going and uh, supporting us. And again, to Bulldog, Dante, Nicotone, Corey, everybody, thanks for all the support. And uh, we will not have as much time between this episode and the next one because Kind of got my feet back. Yeah, that has nothing to do with me, y'all. has nothing to do with you. It's all me. I know. Schedule's been a little busy, motherfucker. I don't want to hear it. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called life. All right. This is The Hive. We are out.